Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks, right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narber. I'm Steve Sears. The Boogeyman! Oh man, what a pay-per-view, Scott. Oh my god, the Boogeyman is back. There's countless things to talk about. We're comedians living in Hollywood, bringing you the fun and funny blah, wrestling. Blah, 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 the Boogeyman. Who cares? The Boogeyman came back. As predicted by producer of this show, Phil Ranta. Is that right? Yeah, he said Boogeyman. Did he? He said Boogeyman on our last episode. Well, then why doesn't our producer get the boogeyman on this episode? He's busy. Son boogeyman's bitch. real busy. He's, doing, he's, he's getting knocked out of Royal Rumbles. A lot of people getting knocked out of the Rumble this oh year. Yeah, 29 almost people. Almost 29 guys. Yeah, almost. That's true. Yeah. Well, I guess technically 29 guys were knocked out, uh, but ultimately should have been 30. There's a there's a bit of a controversy on the internet, Steve. I do disagree. Do you know about this controversy? About Curtis Axel? That's right. Now, honestly, guys, do we want to see Curtis Axel go up against another Paul Heyman guy? Seems a little redundant, folks. You know... I'm just using their nomenclature back, you know? I'm just using you are. their nomenclature back to them. You are. You are using it back to them. The WWE Universe is full of redundancies in their superstars. <laughs> That's some Neil deGrasse Tyson shit right there. Oh, man. He's he's on tour right now, and he is selling out. Uh, big ticket sales? Big ticket sales? No, he's wearing NASCAR suits that uh, have... Yeah. <laughs> NASA, <laughs> M&M's. Cheerios. And honestly... Just a, just a, you think Seth Rollins is a sellout, you guys? Neil deGrasse Tyson is a sellout. sellout. Uh, honestly, the big creationist union that he has right across his chest, That was that's the big sellout that's one right there. That's a huge sellout. It's really shameful. Guys, really Science and religion, science and faith, they go hand in hand. Science only is to bolster your faith, and faith is only to bolster your science. That's what it takes if you're going to have to go through grad school. That's your Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar feud right there. Yeah, science <laughs> versus religion. Uh-huh. Who's who? Uh, boy, I think I got to go with Reigns as the man of science. I think you're right. It's that tech fest. Because Brock Lesnar is a god. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing but faith versus science. You're absolutely right. Guys, and we honestly, just saved that feud. Yeah, honestly. We just saved it. You're going to need faith anyway if you're going to get through your thesis on bugs. I feel like if you're going to spend six months on your entomology exam, then uh, you should probably have some faith to get through those late nights besides a good cup of joe. Or your enema exam. Yeah, which is the only way to get into butt college. <laughs> BU. <laughs> BU, but university. Uh, your, your enema entrance exam? Yeah. Your entra exam? <laughs> that's right. Better score 1,200 on that. <laughs> Milliliters. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that's the kind of show we do, everybody. If you're a new listener listening to the show, I went to Philadelphia and I saw a bunch of stuff go down. We went to uh, my brother and I. Who, by the way, I asked if he wanted to be on the podcast. It's not that he didn't give a shit. He just didn't want to do it. That's that's different. I can appreciate that. Did you guys stencil the Liberty Bell like in uh, uh, Last Crusade? Does it mean pee on it? No, I mean like put a big piece of butcher paper over oh. it and then do the crayons back and forth. No, we didn't do that. I asked you to stencil the Liberty Bell for me. <laughs> if you said it on the podcast, I would have not remembered that way either. Yeah, all right. I'm sorry. It's okay. I didn't really ask. Oh, okay. Well, then, uh, hey. Was it just because your brother was, he's too cool for school? Which I honestly believe he is too cool for school. No, he just thought it was odd. He just really thought it was strange. I th- I think there was a mixture of, well, who gives a shit? And I'm like, well, I think there's enough of my shared life on there now. So the people that I'm surprised they give a shit 
Like it's we're sharing the wrestling adventures we've does had since we were to, children. Does he listen to the podcast? He says he has listened to it some, which also freaked me out because he said nothing about it. My he brother, didn't say like, oh yeah, it's funny. My older brother, or like, stop. Uh, which is really funny. We should point out Scott and I are both younger brothers. Mm-hmm. So like, so uh, this is us clamoring for attention. Yeah, older brother uh, attention of any kind is like big deal, real big deal. Oh, uh, first of all, two things. One. Uh, your older brother seems like the coolest. Like if we were like little kids and I'd come over to your house and be like, mm-hmm. oh man, your older brother's so cool. <laughs> and then my older brother, probably the same. I don't know. He's a, I think he's I've a met sci- your older brother. Yeah, he's a scientist. I'm not sure what he does, but he's a scientist. And you're a man of faith. And I'm a man of nothing but creative faith. <laughs> That's why you're a Brock Lesnar guy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Brock Lesnar I'm a Brock Lesnar guy. I'm a Brock Lesnar guy. Your brother's all Roman Reigns. Yeah, nothing but Roman Reigns. Uh, Philly hates him. Philly hates my brother. <laughs> anyway, my brother listens to the podcast. But he only listens to it in fast forward. Did I tell you that? He like listens to sped up. He listens to it two times speed, and he never rewinds it. He'll just skip forward because it's a. He doesn't watch wrestling, so he's like, "It seems really funny. It seems like you guys know what you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing that he latches onto. Like I've had people that go, "You know, I don't follow wrestling, but there's enough where I think it's funny." Yeah, that, it's the same for him. Like I don't get it, but it's funny. Oh, the ones that say nothing about it, that's what scares me. Oh, yeah. Well, that's uh, it's better than an Indian burn, right? No, no. <laughs> it's worse. It's cutting. It's cutting to my core. Later on in the episode, we have an interview with Ashley Six. The alternative Ashley Six. Yes, the alternative Ashley Six from Ring of Honor and from Superkick. If you're in Canada, you've seen those awesome shows. Formerly Fight Brand Wrestling, but now it's even bigger and badder ass. That's right. So that's going to be great. We got that coming up a little bit later for you today. Okay, so I went to Philadelphia. Uh, the events that I went to, I went to ROH, which was the taping of three episodes of their show. I went to an afternoon with Jim Ross. Oh, wow. That sounds really just romantic. It, it truly was. You said it. I just imagined pastels and Candles a and sauce. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think rose petals, but no, it's a bunch of sauce on the bed. Uh, don't step on that. Uh, don't step on that either. Don't. Oh, jeez, I should have put something over the carpet. <laughs> and then I also went to the Royal Rumble, uh, where I thought I was going to die. Uh, if you followed on Twitter, you saw that my life was almost uh, at an end. Uh... Well, skip the stuff I was interested in. How like so was that the crowd we'll was the, other the crowd was that crazy in the we, Philly? Oh my in god! In the Philly, at Philly, Philly is a weird crowd in the first place. My brother and I had talked about it on the way on this trip, and he says they're weird. They're not going to want to take whatever they give them. They make their own decisions but as to what they like and don't like. That's because they're it's a. I would you say the three major cities are what Chicago, Philly, and New York in terms of. We know what we like, and that's the fucking bottom line. You know, I'd say Chicago more so now because of punk. Oh, and also what? But uh, not previously. I, I don't know. I, I don't. And Montreal, right? Yeah, Canada. Anywhere in Canada. A- anywhere in Canada. Canada's three. Yeah. Chicago's coming in at four, I'd say. Okay. Because Los Angeles isn't. They're fine. They're like, they don't. Honestly, guys, if Del Rio's there, everybody's happy. That's that's Del Rio it, or The Rock, and it's in Los Angeles. A huge everybody. Latino community. Yeah, the, yeah, if you got Mysterio or Alberto Del Rio, they'll go crazy for that stuff. I, it's so funny. I but the give, gringos? Man, they don't. Man. I didn't give a shit about Del Rio, but when he came out with the money in the bank at the SummerSlam, uh, with the money in the bank briefcase at the SummerSlam we were at, the crowd goes fucking crazy, and I was like, why am I into this? Why am I into this? I was so mad. It was so funny. I was. I was. 
a Philadelphia fan in Los Angeles when that happened. Transplant. But not the reverse. Yeah. Okay, so Philadelphia, we're talking, they're not going to take whatever they give them, and they didn't. And that became abundantly clear when it was New Day versus Cesaro and Tyson Kidd in the opening match. Now, they were they pro- Tyson and Cesaro? Or yes. Like, all the way? Which is fine. That makes sense of a crowd being behind who they're going to be behind. But the attacking, the verbal lashing they gave to, uh, a new, to day. new Day was wow. unexpected, as was Xavier Woods' face. Because he would turn back, and I was able to see it quite clearly, of him, like, really? You don't have to be this harsh. He's a, you can just boo if you want. Xavier Wood seems like such a positive guy also. So yeah. that when it's like something like reaches him, it's like, oh, man, I, I'm sorry for these guys. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Woods. I'm sorry. I'm, guys, we'd be cool. I like comic books and video games. Like, why? why you... I'm in your demographic. <laughs> guys, we should hang out. Uh, anybody? I'd win you over. No. I didn't see this match. I didn't. I. You I should. I didn't watch any of the intros. I started at the main event and the Rumble, mm. and the championship match and the Rumble, and I had a blast. Oh, yeah. that was a lot of fun. Then you missed all tag matches leading up to that. Yeah, I had a I had a solid night of television watching the Rumble with just watching the championship match because it's all I wanted to see, and mm. then I watched the Royal Rumble match, which is all I wanted to see. Right. Those are the two things all I wanted to see. You missed the Mizdow, I'll tell you that. Uh, Mizdow uh, came out for uh, true, which was pretty. But you cool. missed some more, yeah, which is always great. Who are they going up against? The Usos for the tag team titles. Uh, Do you even know who won, Steve? I have no idea. Not the Miz. That's right. The mm-hmm. Usos retained. That's true. Yeah. So you do know. That's because they didn't come out with their belts. Got they. They deduction. never do for the. Well, I guess Barrett threw his down at the entrance ramp. Yeah, he, I mean, he was like he was reverent enough, and then he just tossed it away. Yeah, he brought out all of his props to use for four seconds. Yeah, he brought his cape and brought his belt, and then threw it all away. Now, Scott, I understand this might be a controversial Royal Rumble. Criticisms, thoughts? <sighs> Steve, there are a lot of great moments. Are we talking Rumble match? Are we talking title match? Are we talking the whole show? Uh, let's start with the title match because I didn't see the other stuff. Title match, fantastic, all, all over the place. And now I think only Philly would have hated it had seen a one, but they were cool with either of the other guys winning. Well, they like I like it's always funny when they sort of boo so loudly when Cena comes out. Like every once in a while, it's a little bit scattered. Yeah, but it felt like in Philly, everybody really paid for their tickets. They were there was no they didn't bring any kids. Yeah. So it was there like, were kids. There were some kids, but they, they were hated, drowned out. But they those hated kids were Cena. drowned out. I was sitting next to a kid in full Cena gear. Really? Yeah, and they left during the Rumble match. Oh, just because he was crying? I be, or because could because have been you, close? Because the you, the father was so angry because you kept punching that little kid in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you suck, kid. <laughs> I was. I'm all for Cena. I think all these Philly fans and everybody else has it wrong. If Cena comes out, and you really hate him that much. When you're that fan. That really hates him, and you're like, I'm sick of his shit. He's been here for 12 years. He's on top. Let somebody else have that spot. When you're that guy, do nothing. Bring a newspaper, pull it in front of your face, and just remain silent. Yeah, vote with your eyes. Yeah. be Silence is the worst. You booing that loud, it's like, well, he's, you're still getting a reaction. Yeah, and he's, that's why he's smiling. I, I think that... I, we've said it before. I think John Cena is the ultimate postmodern heel. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy that a majority of people hates they hate what he stands for but at the same time he can wrestle and mm-hmm. he's always entertaining to watch no matter how much you hate him you're still 
actively saying something and participating in how much you dislike him. If you saw a sea of fans in Philadelphia at the Royal Rumble and you hear that, and then you see 20,000 newspapers just go up. Oh, yeah, just the, just the sound of the Philadelphia Gazette. Yeah. And then it just everybody reading. Charles Foster Kane. And, yeah. and, and nothing. And Cena's looking around like, what is going on? That would be incredible. That'd be incredible. That That is a sign of, they don't care anymore. Honestly, that's... They're busy. Guys, They're catching up on the news. Guys, that's the new sign that you need to do at any sort of live event is bring a newspaper and let everybody... Bring several for everybody. First, let everybody know that print media is not dead. Mm-hmm. And then I think you like you your Sunday section has almost got about three hundred pages in it. It's like two hundred fifty pages. You're stacked. You got your classifieds. You got your Sunday funnies. Yeah, give us give a single sheet to everybody around you in your mm-hmm. section. And whenever a wrestler comes out that you don't like, just pretend you're reading the newspaper. Read the newspaper. Catch up on yeah, what's going on in your t- in your town. So that match was killer. Tons of surprises, tons of shocking moments. Oh, and also, I love that Brock Lesnar's new most devastating move is just a German suplex. Mm-hmm. All he does is German suplexes now. Honestly, not disappointed. No, not at all. Because I'm fine with that. Yeah, people can land anywhere they want from that German suplex. Their head, their <laughs> neck, their shoulder. Every time it looks devastating. Their jaw. Yeah, really. Uh, that's the other thing. Uh, maybe a belly-to-belly in there also, because it's a German suplex. Mm-hmm. So that match was great. The Rumble match, I was thoroughly entertained by because, well, actually, in the beginning, I was not. When number one was Miz and number two was our truth I... I started to check out and went, what? Well, uh, We've seen Jericho come out as number two. We've seen just uh, fun, surprising things. And this just seemed like such a... It seemed like it did seem really weird. And I think what it reminded me of was back in the day, anybody could win the Royal Rumble. But as soon as he put in the WrestleMania main event stipulation, yeah. you like, okay, half the roster I don't I know is, in, is just... There's like six filled. guys that are going to win. Yeah. And that sort of it loses that sort of chaotic feel a little bit, even though you got that most fifteen people in the ring at the same time or something like that. Mm-hmm. There was something really about that where you starting with our truth and Miz. I was like, oh yeah, this is what the Rumble felt like the first time I saw it. Two guys I didn't really, it wasn't really two guys invested. that don't have that momentum won't win, so I have to wait for someone to come eliminate them. Exactly. When is the, when do I go crazy? Like I'm now I'm waiting for the countdown. But then we had. F- Former guest on the podcast, Bubba Ray Dudley, formerly Bully Ray. Which was awesome. As soon as I thought about that, I was like, didn't he call Brock Lesnar out on Twitter? Oh my god, they're they're acknowledging something outside of the bubble. I think I think he could go all the way. <laughs> or to about number five. Uh and he was totally in Bubba Ray Dudley mode the whole mm-hmm. time. He wasn't Bully Ray, he was like he was playing the character, which was so surreal to see after what, a decade? Which got me excited for the potential and it, uh, fear at the same time, because you go, well, is he forever in that bubble of that character and they won't branch out beyond that? But he's capable of it, and they've seen him do it on TNA. I think this is what I think it is. Remember, Undertaker came back as the American badass, but he was so, like, he was still incredibly gothic. It was mm-hmm. like black leather trench coat, black, right. black, black. And he had, like, the glasses, and, like, he looked like this evil force when he came back at Unforgiven. Right. And I think over time... Judgment Day. Excuse me. Uh, don't forgive me. <laughs> don't forgive me. Uh, and then he, over time, he turned into American Denim Badass. 
you know, like he became mm-hmm. really full force, but he sort of was like, I need to keep it close enough to The Undertaker so people still recognize it. A transition. And it became transition. And I think we could be in a place of a really cool transition with Bubba Ray Dudley. He could become Bully Ray Dudley. Are we talking about American badasses? Oh, Jack American Swagger. Come on, buddy. Badasses. Look, we're in the middle of a spirited conversation about the Royal Rumble. American spirit? Uh... Steve Scrotum, Scott I, no Nusak. Thanks. No thanks. I, I don't need one. You know, I almost won the Rumble on Sunday. Uh, Jack, I don't think I even saw you at the event. I was at the event. I came out there with the people. Oh, you were in the Rumble. I was in the Rumble. I t- almost took that thing home. I'm sorry. I'm Actually, I'm really embarrassed that I forgot that you were there. You're... You should be embarrassed. I was there. I was a top contender. I'm sorry. I was almost in the Final Four. Oh, were you... Well, sure. I mean, there's, there's Final Five, Final Six, Final Seven. I mean, you go on so there forth and so on. ten guys in between you and the Final Four. Oh, sure, but I was almost in the Final Four. Yeah, all right. Look, I think everybody's a little upset about Roman Reigns taking it home, so let's have a recount and let's have Jack Swagger go on to WrestleMania. Well, I think you'll probably be at WrestleMania. I just don't know if I want to see you in the title picture. That's just me personally. Uh, that's just you don't person. know because you do. What? I think you do. You think I do want to see you in the WrestleMania? Yeah, because you don't know, so that's obviously a yes. I've had the same conversation with Vince McMahon and Triple H. They're like, I don't know if I want to see you in there. And you think they don't know what they want. Clearly, they don't know what they want because they don't know that they don't not want to see me in the main event. I feel like your use of superlatives are really going to mess up your chances of getting this. Because I'm not sure. Is it going to mess it up or is it not going to mess it up? Uh, Well, I think it is going to mess it up because I'm having trouble understanding what you're saying look i brought a tactical vest and i'm gonna start growing out my hair so maybe if you're like oh, i like the look of roman reigns but i don't like the way he talks because that could get in the way of a lot of guys superstar momentum I- is their ability to speak on the microphone and i think my ability to speak on the microphone is excellent well jack swagger let me just point out a couple things i think you've got a great voice number one number one uh two i don't think you talk nearly enough on the microphone number two and i think that uh if we were to sort of embrace that voice and that sort of tactical vest character i think we could really push you in a new direction the world title match at wrestlemania well before we get to the world title match i think if we pushed uh you and uh i'm sorry what's your uh your manager's name Zeb Coulter. Yes, Zeb Coulter. Zeb Coulter. Yes, Zeb. 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 Zeb Coulter. Zeb. Zeb. Thank you, Jack Swagger. Zeb Coulter. If we were to have him as your mouthpiece still, but also you guys sort of transition into a more tactical, militarized sort of police America, we the people? Sure, yeah. Look at this. Look at this tactical vest. It's red, white, and blue. God, what are those? Chicken bones in those little shotgun shell carrying cases? That's right. I don't like to use guns. No, you only have... Those are all the snacks The fallen chickens I've eaten. Oh. <laughs> you Did you slay them? I slayed them, yes, for America. I They're th- from every 4th of July. Look, this is 1979. Oh, okay. 1980. Okay. 1981. Okay. I was in, uh, I was overseas this year, so 1982 has an empty slot. 1983 is, uh, is You know, you can still celebrate it overseas. No, they didn't have chickens over there. They were, oh. they were celebrated. Uh, Much see, like cows in India. Okay. Sacred. I got you. Look, I, you're right. Roman Reigns is a joke. 
When he's on the microphone, he's a big time joke. Telling nursery rhymes? You don't want to look at a top superstar and hear them speak and go, that guy's a joke on the microphone. That's not what I am. I am super, super, super serious. <laughs> uh, Jack, I, I honestly... Because I can go in that dark swagger mode. Oh, how's that sound? Dark swagger mode. Uh, dark We're super serious. Oh, wow. Welcome here. there. WrestleMania 3. One. Wait, well, WrestleMania 3? Wait, wait, I, I said 30. Which one are we on? You said WrestleMania 3. And then I said 30. Which this one are we on? We're at 31. 31? No fooling. Yeah, no fooling. Oh, that's right. XXI. You know, I'm 31 years old. Really? I don't know. I'm sorry. XXXI. Yeah, th- that's 31. Oh, uh, also, I should point out, have you seen this WrestleMania logo? I have. It has a play button. Yeah, it looks like uh, the YouTube logo. What is going on? I, I think of Windows Media Player. It does. It's a Windows Media Player button. It seems like... Don't... That's how I get all my media is through Windows Media Player. It is so lame. What you talking about? That's my WrestleMania logo. That's me and Brock Lesnar going head-to-head with Zeb Coulter on one side, Paul Heyman on the other side, going mano a mano. I just... I think you guys deserve a better WrestleMania logo if, you, if you're going to go into the title picture like that. You don't want to be known as the social media WrestleMania. You want to have something epic. The X's... Those three X's for New Orleans was so incredible. And that's, WrestleMania 21 all grown up. That's pornographic. Yeah, but that's what was so exciting about that's it. That's pornographic. That's not that's not okay for a PG product at WrestleMania. That's, right. not, that's not the way you I know was pornographic. I don't want to pull out Brock my Brock Lesnar beating The Undertaker. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. I, that was gratuitous. Well, I don't want to pull out my wiener at WrestleMania, which if I'm in the main event and there's a pornography label up there, I'm going to have to pull out my wiener. God, I the I hope you resist the urge to just pull out your wiener in the main event. I don't think it's necessary. I really And don't. I would say, I put my hand over your heart and in a loud, clear voice, I say, wiener the people. All right, Jack. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully our guests won't. Uh, well, actually, you know what? Roman Reigns, you're a joke. Uh, Scott, hopefully people will now say wiener the people instead of we are the people. I hope so. I hope hashtag wiener the people really takes off. Yeah. God, that's social media for you. (laughs) It sure is. I was so excited by Bray Wyatt in this Rumble. He was so cool to see him get to see him work for that long and like have him drop his accent when he got really angry and then find it again. Like Mm -hmm. it was just a good show. God, it was a good show. I love I described it like this to you. It was like it was great to see Bray Wyatt play cm punk for a while or yeah like, the straight edge society cm punk that year when he was doing that yeah come out who's next who's mm-hmm. next open invitation that stuff is i love it when anybody does that that's so badass i'm shit talking yeah i'm glad it wasn't the miz doing that yeah like it would have just been him like posing and mugging unless miz Dow was there with him you know oh, oh or was doing that same doing, thing yeah it was just miz Dow right behind him ddp was great giving yeah. diamond cutters to everybody that was super great um and God, I, I swear to God, Steve, I teared up when the boogeyman came out. My uh, brother was not sitting next to me at the time. He, he had left to go get beer. Oh, so you had your, so you retained cool points. I freaked the fuck out. I totally remember the year with, uh, when we went and Jericho came out and yeah. we, as they say, marked out, we screamed, we hollered, we lost our shit. Like we became total fans. And just when that moment, when you lose yourself yeah, and it's so fun. That happened with Boogeyman, and I got emotional. I I I just wish he stayed a little bit longer because it seemed like such a good match between the two of them. It seemed like 
the uh, one scary guy versus another scary guy. It was yes. such a cool idea. Oh my god, I was so happy. And, and, and all the rain stuff, everything that happened, I was so happy that the Boogeyman came out. It, nothing else mattered. So when all the uh, upset feelings of that crowd just booing, just a constant loud boo that happened over and over. Oh, once it was Daniel so Bryan funny. was out. Yeah, it was constant. Oh my God, it was hysterical because I wasn't that invested in the Rumble winner this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't want Reigns. Reigns is fine. I hope they do something else to doctor it up a bit. Heyman will. Heyman will make it interesting. But overall, that's not the match I want to see for culminating into a WrestleMania that we can go to in our backyard. Yeah. Like, that's not the one that I really want to check out and watch. Um, but it was so funny because everybody was so upset and hearing the dissension and then hearing a guy who's like five rows behind going, you cheered him months ago. You cheered. You cheered him months ago. Oh, Rain. Why are you turning on him now? You loved him in the shield. What's your problem? <laughs> hearing stuff like that was happening. I, in little I love pockets that everywhere. Mr. Smith goes to Philly. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and he's this got is outrageous. Point. He's got a point, but he wasn't the guy that they wanted. Reigns is like number five. Yeah. Reigns was like the fifth guy that people would have taken. They would have taken Brian. They would have taken Ziggler. They would have taken Wyatt. Um, they Ambrose. Taken Ambrose, yeah. But yeah. Even Cesaro. And Cesaro. But yeah, it, it was not Reigns. Reigns is too far down on the list of guys they would have accepted. It's so funny to me that it's like... We go from Boogeyman to really into what the big controversy is with, like, Reigns doing. And I think Reigns is cool. He was awesome part of the Shield. I know, I'm not really sure what it is, but there is, like, I would literally say it's just this general feeling of, like, yeah, but there's all these other dudes that, like, it's not deserving. It's just, like, that's what I'm excited to see. You know, it's, when I went to see an afternoon at Jim Ross, um, with Jim Ross, not at Jim Ross, uh, it was an interesting show because it's just a free form show where he talks. He's done this around a lot of cities. Like he goes up there, has a couple of notes of just bullet points he wants to talk about and just chats. And then when she takes questions and brings out a special guest, one of the things he talked about was Roman Reigns. And somebody asked him about who his predicted winner would be. And he thought Daniel Bryan and he thought somebody else too. Um, I can't remember who the other person was, but when asked about Reigns, he says, I really like Reigns. Um, I don't think it's his year. I think it's coming, but I don't want it to be a die, Rocky die year. Cause obviously the internet's never wrong. Yeah. Big, you know, given a jab at like, Hey, you idiots. We were right about rock backstage, but you just didn't want to embrace him yet. You weren't ready. Granted the packaging and all that stuff wasn't quite right, but it wasn't there. And I think he was right, especially from the fans point of view. Cause I remember I saw the photo of rock being, we missed him by an hour. We went and got cheesesteaks yeah. over at Gino's, and that's where Rock was. We missed him by an hour. Nice. So uh, we saw that photo. I saw mom, uh, Rock's mom sitting in the front row. And, at the Rumble? Yeah. What I don't get is, okay, they did the whole weird thing of they don't acknowledge Reigns' family lineage to the Rock at all in the Shield. They don't make any connection of that. So that night, I didn't hear the commentary. I assume they do. I assume they say, oh, that's his uh, cousin. Uh, He's out saving him. I can't remember if I read it somewhere or if they'd said it. I, I, I zone but, out. I, I drone out that sure. commentary so easily. Sure. But I'm sure the acknowledgement is then there in that moment. So never is it discussed or dealt with before. But in this moment, Rock shows up to save his little cousin just in case. 
just in case that needs to happen. Never before is there anything like that. He fucking powerbombed him through a table the last time they dealt with each other. Yeah, that's true. So why not put The Rock in the Rumble? That's what's weird to me. Why not have them two face off? And if you want to make a guy or have people have that bigger reaction to him, why not have Reigns eliminate The Rock? Well, do you do you want like a creative answer or do you want like a realistic answer? I don't know. Either one. Give, give me what I you think got. creatively that'd be super cool. It's the same as why isn't Stone Cold in the Rumble? I think it's the re- the reality is The Rock is the biggest box office draw in the world right now, and they won't uh, insure him for movies if he's wrestling. Because the last time he wrestled, he tore his abdomen against Cena. Like, he, he tore his, his abs. Remember? Yeah, but this is his family. That's some whole other clause altogether. Yeah. This, like, we were roughhousing. Yeah. There was a camera. It was really casual. Yeah. That's a, that's a loophole. That's an insurance loophole. Mm-hmm. It was family. Yeah. Yeah. And you got the Samoan clause in there? that You, you can't even touch it. No, can't touch it. So, Afternoon with Jim Ross. An interesting show. Um so Jim Ross was there talking about all kinds of stuff, talking about WrestleMania, talking about how he managed to puncture his ass and then bleed in his bed that night at the at the hotel. JR said that? Yeah, it was a really strange story. That's what kicked off the whole show. I wonder if that's just him doing damage controls. I was like, well, before anybody reads anything on the internet, I just want to let you know I might have punctured my ass and blood overseas. But uh, let's be honest. I mean, can't trust what you read on the internet. So whatever you read on the internet, remember what I hear said here first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he does do a lot of damage control in the show. Uh, when he was it's like, doing, like, but that's what he does. It's Jim Ross damage control. I'm surprised that isn't his, like, his nickname and commentary. Like, even bad matches he sold well. Great matches he made even better. But I feel like, say Jim whatever Ross, you want, Jim. You've earned it. Jim Ross is damage control. He is. Uh, it's an interesting show. Uh, I don't know if he's workshopping it to be something. To be a, basically an act that would then tour around the country. So I don't know other people if they've seen the show. You know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. What you saw that night? Um, yeah, he just talked about a lot of different stuff. Um, and then JJ Dillon was the special guest that night, so him and JJ shared some stories and took a lot of questions from the fans. And the, there was maybe four or five girls in this crowd of two hundred dudes. Ah, super fans or girlfriends, huh? <laughs> um, or they could be casual fans also. I don't know why I had to imply they had to be super fans. It's if you're weird. a woman, you have to be a super fan because it's the only way you have any sort of... Uh, that way you can show how authentic you are by knowing all that wrestling trivia. You got to be a super fan to go to this show anyway. You're yeah, not I a casual a fan, fan going. Yeah. Because people were listening to his podcast. They, they mentioned that. Or um, they weren't asking the questions that I feared they were going to ask. Like what? what was What's a few questions that you'd be embarrassed to be sitting next to somebody who'd ask Jim Ross? When is CM Punk coming back? Okay. That's one. Uh, when are you going to TNA? Mm-hmm. All that. Yeah, those. They didn't do any of that. So kudos to those wrestling fans in Philly. Good. Well, yeah, they know what they want. And they want respect, Scott. They do. Uh, so that's an interesting show. Uh, so I got to chat with JR a bit and got to chat with J.J. Dillon a bit. Um, and Blue Meanie was there in attendance as well. Oh. We exchanged cards. Oh, Good. He's got a great card. Yeah? If you see Blue Meanie, ask for his card. Okay. Uh, and then went to ROH, like I said. Holy shit. Good stuff? Holy shit, yes. I got to start watching ROH. Uh, it's on, I think it's on a channel, SBC. Really? Yeah, I remember watching, I watched a promo for it last night, I think. I looked online briefly before we started recording today, and 
they have a you can watch it online on a certain day maybe it's only streams once live as it happens when they when they show it that is and then there's a basically a membership where you pay you can watch backlog episodes and all this stuff i might do that because of the three episodes i watched i was so thoroughly impressed donovan dijack uh ashley six who i formerly talked to on the show um Randy the Ram and Ernest the Cat Miller. Oh, don't worry. People were talking about Randy the Ram at the show. Okay, good. Uh, uh, the Briscoes, ODB, uh, Maria. Oh. Um, and God, uh, AJ Styles, uh, the Young Bucks, Jay Lethal. It's the, that was the as the Bullet Club, correct? Yeah. The main event of the third show, because they taped three shows, the main event of the third show, which you got to see, uh, if you read it or not, doesn't even matter. You have to see this match. Between the Bullet Club, so that was the Young Bucks and AJ Styles, versus Jay Lethal, uh, not Evan Bourne, what's his name, Matt Seidel, mm-hmm. and another guy whose name I don't know, but holy shit was he impressive. There's just too many names to take in that night for a first time viewer. That match was so crazy live. So crazy. They did so much crazy shit. It was unbelievable. Just totally floored me. I want to go see more live wrestling. You you got an abundance of live wrestling in the last week, and I'm very jealous. Yeah, it's I was I couldn't believe that I was going to have this trip and doing all that because I feel like I'd never get to. We never go get to watch anything anymore. Yeah. Um, but they're gonna be in Vegas on March the first, and we're talking to Steve. We might go to this show. I'm I'm gonna try to make that work. I think that's gonna be really cool. Holy fuck. These ROH shows, if you're not watching ROH any, I, I give them a huge endorsement of checking the show out because it's really badass. And Briscoe's badass. There was a couple other dudes that were really, really great. I, I, bought, a, I, bought, I bought a DVD of, uh, I think it was year four of ROH. So it's a bunch of like best of stuff from the years before. They had, God, they got a huge catalog of stuff. All these great DVDs of Kevin Steen and... Uh, Claudio Castagnoli, you know, all these guys that have now made it big. Seth Rollins. Did somebody say making it big? Yeah, did somebody say indie wrestling? I gotta stop you right there. Enzo Amore. Enzo Amore from NXT. You are not... You are not qualified as indie wrestling. That is not what... soft? Or are you going to get real hard for this big indie wrestler? Yeah. I'm going to remain soft. You are not, you cannot come on and say that you're indie wrestling. NXT is not indie Ooh, wrestling. NXT is the only indie wrestling that is out in the world today. Revolution, revolutionizing the WWE full-scale University of Florida State. Yeah. You cannot be indie wrestling when Triple H comes out to intro your shows and you're under the banner of WWE. That is not fair to say. Under the banner of independence, freedom, Philly, free independent <laughs> indie wrestling. No. With a Small nominal fee for front row seats. No, you you are turning words around like a Jack Swagger. You I cannot... am a woodsmith, and I'm taking you to the woodshed to make sure these metal gauntlets fit your hands because you're hard with the metal on your hands. No, I I am soft with the metal on my hands. I look you. 
okay, you do, you're doing what you're doing in NXT. Good for you. Everybody loves you. But... Yeah, the independent scene. <laughs> no. Enzo Amore no. is hard no. for the indie scene. I am NXT, Full Sail University, Florida State. See? No. No, that that's not indie wrestling. You cannot be qualified. Yes, sirree. I'm selling my shirts in the lobby of Full Sail University. Merch you're... table. No, you're Merch not. Merch table. Someone else is doing it for you. Yes, sirree. You got a big box of Lay's potato chips, fun size bags. Bags, bottom at Costco, three dollars a bag. Get yourself some chips. It supports the big show. But you're not selling them. Someone else is selling them for you. That's Someone... right. Somebody's girlfriend or somebody's mom. One of the wrestlers. Make sure they're selling that props. Getting that merch out there so everybody can support themselves. Indie wrestling. No, that is someone who directly work at Full Sail University. Just because they're is... wearing a WWE polo doesn't mean they don't have family and friends. They gotta support an indie wrestling. That's you're not indie wrestling. Yes, sir. Indie shirts, we made them ourselves. Pro no, wrestling tees, and you've got Rey Mysterio no, up there, no. and you got The Rock and Stone Cold. No, yes, sir. Top indie stars, and so more a full sale university. No, wrestling indie. You did not make your own shirt. Yes, sir. I did it by I bought my shirts in American Apparel wholesale, and then I also <laughs> put old big old handprints made out of shoe polish and wrote my name out and wrote hard. Oh, you don't you. You just wrestle at NXT. Do you even travel the globe? Yeah, we stick around in the biggest university there is, Full Sail University. Only smaller slightly than Phoenix University Online School. Okay, but you're not going anywhere to wrestle anywhere else. We go f- to and from our multi-million dollar hotel <laughs> no. to stay <laughs> no. and wrestle for the crowds because it's all about the wrestling. That's, that's... Sky, what are you crazy? What are you hard? I'll make you so soft. No, you're that, you're not traveling at all. You're not doing any indie wrestling. You're I any- rent a car and I go to the school. I learn my craft and I teach you what's cool. <laughs> what the hell is this? I'm so wrestling, yeah! Are you upset that there were no NXT guys represented in the Royal Rumble this man, year? Man, that's that glass ceiling the WWE <laughs> just gobbling up indie talent, man. Ooh, everybody's in my face about it and I'm in so more. I let you know what's up. I don't... I don't. You're having a conniption fit. You're, you're. Let me drink a little bit of this water. Oh yeah, that's good. Breathing it down because I'm so hard for water. You. Water's like the indie wrestling scene of Coca-Cola. What the hell are you talking about now? There is. You're not independent. You are in the minor leagues of the WWE. You know what? The minors, the majors. Everybody knows it's all about the indie scene. Look, I gotta go catch my private plane to get back to Full Sail University. Thanks for letting me show up and talk a little bit of the shop of the people with you, alright? Make sure you stay hard for Enzo Amore. I did not let him on here. I, I do not welcome his presence. I, I let him on. I'm a big Enzo. I, look, I love supporting the indie scene, and I just really want to get Enzo Amore in here. Hashtag fuck you, Steve Seuss. <laughs> Speaking of wrestling, Scott, uh, we've got a very exciting interview on the show today. Are you ready for this? Are you, have you heard about this? Are you ready for this? I've, I've heard about this and I'm ready for this. Uh, thank you for setting this up. You, you're welcome. Uh, as I mentioned, in Philadelphia, saw Ashley Six wrestle, blew my mind, didn't expect it, out of the blue. Uh, he had been on the podcast before. Go back into the archives and listen to that episode when I went to go talk to him and invite Brand. Um, and he's back. He's back wrestling again. He's wrestling in ROH. He's in the top prospect tournament 
and he delivers. You got to check that out. Uh, a cancer survivor. So that to- that shows you how strong this guy is. Uh, you don't want to mess with him. And he's the alternative Ashley Six. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you an interview with Ashley Six. Okay, so as I mentioned, I went to Philadelphia, went to ROH, and there was a great surprise from Toronto, who I saw about a year or two ago in Fight Brand, his own wrestling organization. I saw against Donovan Dijak was Ashley Six, and he joins us today on the phone. Ashley, how are you doing today? Good to hear from you. Um, you had this match against Donovan Dijak. How did that come about for ROH? Because this was your first ROH show, is that correct? like you hit the ground running like you feel like you're back are you 100 percent? you get all that momentum before you left are you back to that place uh i think i'm finally i think after that philadelphia performance i'm back yeah awesome <laughs> it's so cool to hear <laughs> yeah seeing you after the show i think it's fair to say you were elated oh man i, I was you should have seen before i went out i was literally uh jumping up and down the back that's my first time in philly my first time at the ecw arena uh, I opened the show for Ring of Honor. Uh, the crowd chanted my name and, and cheered me after I left. So, uh, yeah, it was overwhelmingly awesome. So I couldn't help but to be uh, a little kid again. That's a great feeling, and it was a really great match. And I think that's that airs this week on the on their channel. Um, it does not air this week, but I am on this week as well. Uh, this week you'll see uh, myself against Dalton Castle. And then uh, next week you'll see, uh, spoiler alert, myself versus Donovan Dijak. So I'm on TV two weeks in a row, which is pretty sick. That's super sick. <laughs> yeah, and I'm 0 for 2. You're 100% back in wrestling. Uh, me coming back on the podcast, I am not 100%. I'm about 12%. <laughs> so just bear with me on that. Um, uh, that's awesome that ROH was ready to take you back. They were. It was seemingly an open invitation that... Um, there's all those stories that you hear about times when if if you, if it doesn't work out, then the doors are closed. the The window of opportunity is gone. But they were ready and willing to have you back. That's that's awesome news. Yeah, man, Ring of Honor is awesome. I mean, uh, we we had open dialogue while I was sick. Some some of the guys there are just uh, incredibly cool. The way that they they took me in, um, you know, the, some of the things that they said uh, was was really positive. So. Um, they're a company that I really wanted to work for and I still really want to work for on a regular basis because of uh, you know how well they treated me while I was sick and, and now coming back so uh, 
I owe it to them to go out there and uh, and go nuts. Hey, I, I was really interested in this. I feel like your story was so candid in terms of what you've said about the treatment that you went through and what you sort of, you had to suffer through and what you've overcome. But it seems like such a rarity, especially in professional wrestling, because you guys are supermen. You're, you have to be strong. You have to be these larger than life characters. So when did you, was there any thought about that for you about like, I can't tell anybody about this. I can't let show any weakness. Do you feel like that played into sort of going back into Ringer Honor, or do you feel like it sort of was like, this is my story, this is who I am, I like, I'm gonna share it no matter what. Was there any sort of that kind of having to mask that sort of like vulnerability for you? Um, a little bit. I mean, while I was sick, I didn't tell anybody. Uh, I mean, the, the head haunts are already bothering you because I had to tell them why I couldn't perform for them, uh, uh-huh. and so my best friends knew, but otherwise I kept it to myself. Uh, yeah, maybe because I wanted to keep up that persona that I was a Superman, uh, or maybe because I didn't want anyone to bother me. I don't know, one, one or the other. Uh, when I came back, I decided, you know what, I, I should tell this story because uh, uh, it's a good story and uh, might as well share it because it might help people, right? Absolutely. Um, and selfishly, I said, hey, it might help me because it owes me something. I might as well use it to my advantage. Uh, take that as you will. But, uh, you know, uh, I don't want that to be uh, the only thing about me that people see. So, I mean, it's a cool backstory. Um, and, you know, I just want to uh, move forward after. And, you know, if that story can help people along the way, that's cool. But, uh, you know, I want people to see me for, for who I am, which is still the, the dirty, grungy uh, jerk. Totally. Totally. Right. It helps. I have a good story. Yeah, it do, it does help you, and it does help a fan relate to you more. That if we do see so many cardboard supermen out there that aren't vulnerable in some way, but it does make you a, a three dimensional character and a person and someone to relate to and understanding that, um, and wanting to cheer you on through it. I I guess yeah, you know, it's weird. It's weird because uh, I always consider myself a career bad guy, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and so when I came back and I was being cheered all the time, you know, it was a different feeling for me. I had to start getting used to it. Uh, but now it's kind of cool. It's like I'm genuinely uh, connecting with uh, with the fans, which I guess that's that golden ticket that every wrestler looks for, right? That genuine connection. Sure, yeah. So uh, now that I actually have it, I'm like, oh, this is actually really fun being a quote-unquote uh, good guy, if you will. Not that I do good guy things in the ring, but, you know, being cheered and whatnot is fun. Well, also, you as a person is now, like, blending with the character, it seems like. That story then, like, it's not overshadowing you, but it's now, it seems like when you're connecting with the fans, it's on two different levels. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's another strange feeling. Like, uh, I don't play a character anymore. I'm literally just myself. Uh, and, I, and I, you know, I don't I don't go out there because I'm even shaking hands about who I am. Uh, but, uh, yeah, my character is 100% who I am. Like, literally 100%. That's cool. I mean, it feels like that's, in terms of acting and performing, you're in that perfect place of feeling something and being that thing at the same time. Yeah. yeah it's, it's easy for me not having to pretend to be someone else. So. Very cool. Yeah, but the second that you go bad and everybody turns on you and like, I survived cancer and I'll take this on too. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna, it's, it's so much more yeah. hardcore. <laughs> Um, now fight brand fight brand is, yeah. was the promotion that you were running, but th- from what you had mentioned, is that changing? Uh, fight brand is no more. It ran its course. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Uh, it had some stellar shows, but, uh, another company has uh, emerged 
game called Super Kick in Toronto. And uh, it's like an amalgamation of, a, of, a, of a, some of the best things that the fight had to offer and some of the best things that a couple other companies had to offer. So uh, it's a super show. I mean, production levels are insane on it. I've been running around today all day picking stuff up for the show this weekend. Um, it's going to be an insane show, and there's already 20-plus events booked for 2015. So uh, Super Kick's hitting the ground running. And uh, if you want to see kind of where wrestling's going, it's, this is the way to go. Uh, that's That brings up an interesting point also. with this, There's so much content right now that there's so much competition and things that are available. Do you feel like, is it an exciting time? Like, it sounds like you're super pumped on Super Kick. Is that sort of, this is where things are headed. Are you optimistic with where pro wrestling is headed? I think so, man. I think wrestling's in a, in a boom again. Uh, I heard uh, that Philly show that it was the largest crowd that uh, the arena's ever had. So uh, I think uh, I think things are trying to pick up again. Big time. That's great. Oh, that attitude's coming back. So... That's it's got to be a lot of hats to put on with if you've got your promotion going and what you're dealing with there, and then at the same time doing ROH and I'm sure looking at other places as well. Um, where do you have a main focus? Do you have to just split your focuses? How does that work for you? No, of course, my my focus is to be uh, signed and into a major wrestling company. Uh, that's my number one focus. But my you know what? No, I have two number one focus. My other focus is that I want to make a living off wrestling. So that means, you know, running uh, a wrestling company or whatever uh, on the side. If all the money I could ever make in my life comes from wrestling, I'd be a very happy man. Actually, it all will. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. So uh, is zombie wrestling still exists as well? I know that was a big coup 100%. for you guys. Zombie wrestling will never die. This <laughs> year, uh, So is it a is it a big coup for when you're talking with guys and meeting other guys and promotions and going to other shows and you're like, hey, come to my show sometime? Do guys? No, I, I don't. I don't deal with that part of Superkick. That's removed. I, I you know I give myself some creative ideas and whatnot, but I don't deal business with the guys I, I work with. Uh, those are two separate things for me. I go and I wrestle for myself, uh, and then there's other guys who deal with the business. But uh, no, I don't want to. I'm not the kind of guy who mixes those two. God, I wish I could have that. <laughs> Going to that show and just seeing people, I'm like, I should really go up and talk to them. I just want to be a fan right now. Yeah. And, uh, networking yeah. is... Networking yeah, is... separation. Um, so, the top prospect tournament, that happened. What do you see? Do you do you think that uh, you'll be a part of the Vegas show coming up on, on March the 1st? Is that is that in the cards? To, uh, to bet on black or bet on six, whatever. We're big. We're big passenger fifty seven fans, also. So we'll yeah. definitely we'll do both. <laughs> there you go. Um, what? Yeah, I, would, I would love to be part of that event. So what else is on, uh, coming down the pipeline for you? Anything else you want to talk about or, or promote that you got going on? Uh, right now, I'm trying to get myself signed to Ring of Honor. Still, I mean. I think that uh, Philly's performance spoke for itself. I mean, in the short time that we had, uh, I went out with guns blazing. So, uh, you know, I want that to lead to more things. I think it will lead to more things. And, uh, you know, if uh, 
any other major wrestling companies there want to call me, they better call me soon because, uh, you know, right now my focus is Ring of Honor, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, and after watching Wrestle Kingdom 9 this year, I would... I think you're a great fit for Wrestle Kingdom 10. I think that'd be a really blast uh, to see. I would love to. I'm a huge, huge New Japan fan. I have been since I was, uh, you know, a young kid. So I'm not one of those guys who's jumping on the uh, the train now. I can't even watch it with English commentary, to be honest. You can't watch anything with English commentary? Is that what you said? I, no, I can't watch New Japan with English commentary. It's, it's strange for me. Wow. I, uh, I, I'm I one of the guys, I just jumped on the train. Like, I watched Wrestle Kingdom 9. That was my first full pay-per-view. And, like, I'm a complete convert. But see, hearing someone who's, like, the commentary, English commentary being distracting, like, it's you sound like a real purist, and I admire that. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not right to me. I feel like I'm, like, doing something wrong by, by doing that. So, uh, <laughs> I actually... I didn't even watch the game tonight with English commentary. Uh, we, yeah, we had, do this. We went back and forth because the stream with JR went out, so we'd watch it with Japanese commentary. I was still completely blown away. The story was so clear with uh, uh, Nakamura. Oh, that was one of my favorite matches I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah Nakamura's the man. That's great. It's awesome. I, I think, uh, you know, he's someone that I would love to get the ring with one day or train with or something. Uh, all of the guys, he... Definitely on my list is, is going down to, uh, to New Japan. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what should be on everyone's list is your show's coming up for Superkick. Do you want to talk about that? Yes. Uh, if you're in Toronto, near Toronto, or uh, have a car within a 100-hour uh, drive, you should try for <laughs> uh, Superkick this weekend. Uh, it's Saturday, 7.30 p.m., 1087 Queen Street West Toronto uh, the website and Twitter are both super kicked S-U-P-E-R-K-I-C-K-D dot uh, com or at super kicked um, Paul London versus Chris Savings the main event uh, but enough about them because I'm on the show so that's also good <laughs> uh, Gabe Chong is returning to wrestling uh, we have Taylor Hendricks there we have uh, a bunch of Silesia uh, Sparks is there um, it's going to be a really good show. Uh, there's, a, there's a rock concert right before. Um, what else? Uh, even if you don't like wrestling, it, it's a good show. If you don't like wrestling, you're not listening to this podcast, so you don't matter. <laughs> uh, what else can I talk about? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a monthly event. It's going to be nuts. Uh, outside of that, uh, you could follow me. Is that, is that where I put myself over now? Yeah, absolutely, man. All right. You can follow me on uh, on Twitter at Ashley Fitz. And I just opened up a pro wrestling cheese store up poor, so buy my stuff. Uh, I think it's pro wrestling cheese.com slash Ashley Fantastic. Great. We'll put up links on the on the Facebook and the Twitter for all that stuff as well. Uh, real quick, what is the significance of, of your name? Uh, no real significance. I've, I've kind of had the name forever. Uh, I want to say the last name is a, a little bit of uh, Nikki Six. I got really into the Heroin Diaries, um, yeah, and uh, when I was younger, and when I started wrestling, everyone called me Ashpock, so it's a bit of a <laughs> uh, Sean Waltman reference Okay. that as well, so uh, I guess it's Sean Waltman meets, uh, meets Nikki Six. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a rock star. I like it. Yeah. It's badass. That's awesome, man. It's it sounds like it's it's been a great year so far. It was exciting seeing you in Philly, and uh, you're welcome back on the show at any time, man. Awesome. I, I will come on again for sure. 
And we hope to see you in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay, later. All right, thanks, man. It is time for Jerk Tweets. Follow us at Curtain Jerks and send us your hashtag jerk tweets. It could be questions, it could be comments, it could be anything. General musings. Yeah, we just want to hear from you guys and chat with you. We and got... your Royal Rumble predictions. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to take it in 2016? Yeah. Exactly. Not Daniel Bryan. Yeah. He's not. Hey, look, he's a B-plus player. He's just not ready, Scott. No, he's not. And the fans don't know what they're talking about. You know what? What I found funny is it's like they, they paid attention to last year's Rumble and went, Okay, so, okay, so I got it. They didn't like that Batista one, and Reigns was number two, so let's have that happen now. And they wanted Daniel Bryan in the Rumble. Problem solved. We did it. Fixed it. Fixed we did it. it, everybody. Yeah, we did it, everybody. Mission accomplished. Where's our gold star? It's there. Uh, but then also overcompensating with uh, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. It's like, yeah, he beats Triple H and Randy Orton and Batista. Yeah. There we go. And then let's break his neck. Yeah, let's What? Ruin. God, no. Why would you? What? Give me that golf club. Sam Alba says, you have two dates and an hour. Yourselves and your lovely females slash males are planning on going to this fancy, elegant, sophisticated French restaurant. Oh. But wait. You find that your suits are gone. And the only clothing available for you to wear... Or wrestling shirts. What shirts get to dine out tonight? Well, so first... To prevent any confusion, <laughs> you can choose any wrestling shirt that has been released. Happy New Year, Scott. Fuck you, Steve. Uh, well, so, like, does that mean we have to wear extra large ones, like tunics? Oh, because we have no bottoms? Yeah. I was gonna give us, uh... We got, we got jeans. Like, we got cool jeans. Shoes? Yeah, yeah, we got we got shoes uh, and we got uh, we got pants. Well, this is a pretty good one. We got no, we we still have our dress shoes. What? We have dress shoes, dress socks, really nice jeans, and wrestling t-shirts. Okay, I know what I'm gonna wear. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna wear? I'm gonna wear that Jericho hockey jersey. Oh, okay. Jericho hockey jersey. I've wanted that thing for a long time, and it does not exist anymore. Did you check eBay? Uh, not for a while. I I have before. Yeah? Yeah. Wow, okay. I know what I pick. What? APA always pounding ass. Oh, I want to let this girl Scott, know. Yeah, Scott wants to close the deal. I want to close the deal. Like, I'm going out to a fancy restaurant. Look, so whatever happened to my suit happened to my suit. And I want this French restaurant to know that maybe the translation of always pounding ass isn't necessarily sexual. It might be that if I don't like my food... I'm going to beat their faces in. Ah, or you really want a smashed chicken. You want that chicken smashed real fine. I want it real fine. Yeah, so I wear that always pounding ass shirt. You, not going to lie to you, I've already had this planned for a while. Like if it's like, oh no, all my, my suit's gone. Uh, I got my nice, my, my nice dress shoes, my nice <laughs> dress socks, and my nice dress jeans. <sighs> Jericho shirt. Mm-hmm. Jericho jersey. We got so much going on. There, there's so many things... And this is kind of unprecedented for us. Yeah, this is a big thing coming up. Um, we don't normally do roundtable discussions or, or have many, many guests in at a time because, quite frankly, things get a little chaotic around here. Yeah, but a multi-entrant uh, match like the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, I think, deserves it in terms of our coverage. Yeah, you gotta get you got to get a lot of opinions on what happened. And, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that did happen. 
here to comment on the Royal Rumble and to give their thoughts as actual active entrants and participants of the Royal Rumble. Today we have Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, and Dean Ambrose. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, guys, thank you for joining the program. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm having trouble differentiating who's who. Is uh, Could Dean Ambrose please say something? Okay, that was Dean Ambrose. And now, uh, Ziggler, are you with us? I, I see you in the room, but I can't hear you. Okay, Dolph Ziggler and uh, Dean O'Brien. Uh, guys, I'm having a lot of trouble understanding you. Scott, can you understand these guys? No, I, I, I really can't. I don't know what's well, being I, said. I it's... guess we can ask a question. Uh, um, Ziggler, you had an amazing showing at the Rumble. How do you feel about your, uh, uh, your performance overall? Uh, now, Dolph, I I could understand that you at the end there. I, I barely, I you got. It sounded like you got very spirited, but I couldn't hear what you were saying. I I couldn't pick it up either. Uh, Ambrose, maybe you're a little bit clear. I'm gonna chalk that one up to. He's crazy. Yeah, okay. Like, he says something perfectly clear, but he's so crazy I can't understand. Well, that's character work right That's there. character work. Well, Daniel Bryan. Let's talk to Daniel Bryan. Fan favorite Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we wanted you in the Royal Rumble. Daniel oh, Bryan, yeah. how do you feel about your showing at the Royal Rumble? Now, Steve, from time to time, since my beard has grown so long, it sometimes gets wedged in my mouth. Oh, yeah, I can understand that. Um, but not to that degree. S- Scott, honestly, That seems Im- improbable. I don't think that this is a beard obfuscation of his voice. I honestly think these guys are buried. I don't think we can hear a word they're saying. I think they are buried, Steve. Yeah. Buried by the big men. Yeah, buried by the big men. Of WWE. Thanks for joining us, guys. <laughs> you know, the WWE is a big man, and... It seems like the little man, the fan, is very upset. The Philly fans, this whole Twitter explosion of, oh, I want to cancel the WWE Network. I'm unhappy with one thing in the Rumble. Uh, Everything else was fun, if not exceptional, but I want to cancel now. I'm so upset that Roman Reigns is winning, regardless of what Fastlane is and what could happen there. Hashtag. That's how that works, right? All of that, yeah. Yeah. You throw a hashtag (laughs) on at the very end of it and break Twitter. So it's crazy to me. It's crazy that people are having this reaction of rallying together to cancel. If you want to cancel, go ahead and cancel. Whatever. Big deal. Yeah. Guys, don't be jerks. Yeah. Well, well be jerks. Be, uh, you know, curtain jerks. Hey, be a jerk. <laughs> don't be a fucking jerk. Well, also, we were talking about this. Why would people cancel the network if all the stuff that you do like to watch is available to you 24-7? Like yeah. an entire archive and library. They started putting primetime wrestling on there. That's my favorite show of all time. Did somebody say favorite wrestler of all time? Randy Orton's here. That's that's very unexpected. You know, I actually thought, I kept predicting all night that you were going to show up in the Royal Rumble. Big disappointment, huh? It was. It was actually disappointing. That would have been a really cool, shocking return. Especially if I would have won the Rumble going on to face Brock, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Brock Lesnar, yeah. 
for the WWE title. Yeah. For the WWE title. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. That would have been at what? WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Thirty-one. Yeah. Uh, Thirty. That's not necessary. One. One. Yeah. Okay. Um, that would have been a big deal. You're a big name guy. Uh, are you a obs- big thigh guy? Look at this. No pants. Why do you come on to talk without pants on every time? Got a new t-shirt to sell. And it looks it looks like you're not wearing anything underneath, but I can tell there's just the slightest hint of tights under there. Call them trunks. That's what the guys wear. The big men calling them trunks. Your pantsless promos always make me very uncomfortable. Do my pantsless promos make you pant uncomfortably, Peter? What? Are you doing nursery rhymes to try and get into the Royal Rumble a la Roman Reigns? That's the only way to do it. Nursery rhymes in your promos. Randy Orton said so. (laughs) Gotta get yourself a big bag of (laughs) no-nos. I don't even know what you're saying at this point. What is happening over at the WWE? Are you upset at what's going on? I'm very upset. We're all snowed in. I managed to get out, get on a plane, fly out. Yeah, you could make to it to the west. You could make coast. it out. Yep, you could make it out. Studio, comedy podcast network headquarters. We're back in the penthouse Garage. now. Well, we're back in the penthouse. Penthouse. Yeah, it's it feels the nice. Comedy podcast network. Okay. Well, Ed. Ed. Court. What? Ers. Headquarters. Okay. They're gonna say Ed Helms for some reason. I just watched The Hangover again recently. Great movie. I'm sorry. Well, you're sorry. You don't like The Hangover? It's okay. Why is it okay? Because remember when the car comes around and you think it's gonna be all busted up, uh-huh. but it's just a little dusty. Uh huh. Unrealistic. What happens when you take a car? I shit in it. <laughs> don't do that. You shouldn't do that. I That's don't know what why. Back seats are for nature's toilet. Feces is not funny, Randy. It is funny. I heard the beginning of this podcast today. No, I mean like actually spreading feces on something no, or somebody right. else. That's how people get really sick. Yeah, and you do that. Unvaccinated kids could get really sick from feces. And you do that. It's not funny, Randy. Look, you know what is funny? What? Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> it's going to make me laugh all the way to the bank because you- I need to use one of their pens. <laughs> For what? To address this envelope. Okay. <laughs> to do what? To send a bill. Because what? I'm so bored. Oh. I'm paying my bills. <laughs> I see. So you think this is funny? You think this is a big joke? Ha! <laughs> oh no. Ha! Oh, you're laughing. Ha! This is weird. Makes me laugh. Ha! <laughs> Seeing you laugh is very uncomfortable. Ha! What about your network subscription? Do you think. Uh, this is going to affect everybody? Do you think that's going to cause more people to cancel? I think the most important thing to remember is that when you force a new digital service on your entire viewing audience, you got to make sure that you still have a valid revenue stream so that your employees still get paid for all the dangerous work they do. You know, that would have been really, really important to hear. Um, I would have taken that more to heart had you not been shitting in my lunch. Yeah, enjoy your hoagie. I won't. You were shitting in it just as you were explaining all of that. Don't pose. 
Don't pose and walk away with your with your trunks around your ankles. Oh man, Scott, it smells like shit in here. Well, yeah, you shit my hoagie. Oh, uh, we were gonna split that. <laughs> we were. It's all yours now, buddy. <laughs> oh, I don't want to eat this. But it's all yours now. I'm giving it to you. As a I don't. But I. But my culture means I have to take this gift, <laughs> Steve. And you can make it even better with some of the Jarrah's Chipotle ketchup, main event mustard, and barbecue sauce I bought while at afternoon with. JR. All those three together are actually very good. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't save shit. No, I'm going to saran wrap this and then put it in the garbage. You know, I'm keeping my WWE Network subscription. And you know what, Scott? I'm keeping your WWE subscription, too. Thanks, Steve. I was going to acknowledge that. Yeah, it, this isn't the worst thing in the world. Comic books, sometimes the good guys got to die. Sometimes the, the bad ending has to happen. And you don't know what's going to come up. About later. Honestly, this is this Royal Rumble is the Empire Strikes Back of Royal Rumbles. True. And our voices are heard. If you're upset, let it be known. That's good. That's fine. That's healthy to do because this is a time when we can do that and they won't dictate what's going to happen. That's right. Maybe. Ambrose Calrissian, uh, Ziggler Fett, and Daniel Solo are all going to come to the WrestleMania and save the show, guys. God damn it. I wish I was a cartoonist. <laughs> I'd put it out there. Put it. Hey, draw them up and we'll. we'll plaster them everywhere so what a what a week just so crazy all the stuff i highly recommend roh you got to check out those shows you got to see what's going on there royal rumble you've all seen it make your voices heard and um what else steve anything else oh uh steve was on 16 bits podcast last week i have only 15 minutes left to go turns out i'm in Josh used a word on me that I didn't know what it was. Enomicious? Uh, Enomicious? I don't know. know. He's a smart In absentia? No. I looked it up because I'm like, that motherfucker, what does that mean? But it was a very fun episode. I'm just uh, to the point where I think the special guest is going to be on that show. Oh, what? What do you mean the special guest is going to be on that show? There is a special guest on that show. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've reached that point where it just, I was there, but I arrived here in time. Oh, so you're about to hear the special guest. I'm about to hear it. And I think it's something that I love from Resident Evil 4. I think you're right. Oh, I'm so excited. It was a really great episode. So check that out. 16bitspodcast.com. Also on iTunes. Also on SoundCloud. Check out 16bitspodcast. It's a very funny video game podcast and a huge thanks to ashley six for being on the show we got the twitter handle ready it's hashtag six for vegas that's s-i-x-x the number four vegas we'll be tweeting it out tweet roh wrestling and ashley six that you want to see six for vegas scott and i are gonna go and we want to see six there so help us out everybody at ashley six let him know that you liked hearing him on the show and that he had a good time and if you're in the toronto area and anywhere a hundred hours near it go to super kick go to super kick those are kick-ass shows and there's concerts go see live wrestling just go see live wrestling go see live wrestling you you must if you hated the royal rumble imagine if you were there live scott was it was terrifying and a blast am i right yeah you're right and all wrestling live is a total blast so go check out those shows steve anything i'm getting married on saturday that's right holy shit we gotta talk about this you're getting married on saturday yeah how you how you feeling i'm feeling really good yeah yeah did she watch the Royal Rumble with you? No, she didn't. Oh, it's not meant to be. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So you're the second podcaster. No, the third podcaster that I work with to be married. 
I'm excited, man. Uh, planning a wedding, not so fun. But no. the wedding day is going to be a big fun party. I think oh. it's going to be really good. I think you're going to have a fun time, Scott. I think so, Oh, too. by the way, can you come on Saturday? I'm going to bring my lady friend. Oh, excellent. Yeah, and we're going to be performing at your improv show as well. On Thursday. Celebrating your wedding as well. Yeah. I'm a little petrified about that. I, me too. I have to do mon- mon- monologues. You just tell stories about your life. That's fine. All right. I do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So that's going to be exciting. I hope we talked a little bit about your wedding, uh, if all goes well. Hopefully no one objects. Are you keeping the objection part in? Yeah, but that's so. when that happens, I wrap up. I put my wraps on for boxing. Nice. And I and then I sort of put my fists on and I'm like, who's ready? <laughs> Open invitation. <laughs> <laughs> Calling them out, just like Bray Wyatt. So for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. You've just listened to another episode of Curtain Jerks. Oh, this is the time where you get all ten of your fingers. They've been uh, itching and ready to go this whole time. You're like, I'm going to wait to do this at the end of the podcast. I'm going to wait till the episode's done, and then I'm going to use these things, these things I call hands. Yeah, these things I call hands, uh, not these biceps and glutes that uh, God has given me. But But activate them, too, so you can have a full use of your hands. Yeah, uh, clench up them butt cheeks when you go to SoundCloud.com slash Curtain Jerks. Follow us. Uh, like the episode. Comment. Tw- uh, comment during. It. You could, You should have been commenting during this episode. You can go and comment during other episodes because I'm sure you have all the time code marked in your head. Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? You can comment on the weird noises we make. You can make weird noises of your own. You can write it down and make other people make weird noises by reading it. Yeah, it's, it's very interactive. You go on there. You can comment during your favorite parts of the show. You can comment during the parts of your show that you're like, oh that was uh, quotable and then you put it in quotes and you stick it up there and if you're an aesthetics person orange accents right orange is the new black guys <laughs> yeah that's not gonna be dated <laughs> no way no jason way. biggs jason biggs. wcw champion if there is still around yeah that's how it works so it's the orange is the new black wcw crossover jason biggs is the new championship that belt's almost as big as his head it is, and even bigger than that is YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's pretty big. It's a big deal. It's videos online. You can watch pictures of cats moving. Mm-hmm. And you can watch Steve act like a cat on YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. You can see our predictions videos on there. You can see uh, our wrestler pronunciation manuals on there, our prediction videos uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, so it's all there, available for you. We've uh, got some new videos ideas. Videos ideas. Oh, this one's being thrown away. Uh, it'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. It'll be at the end of every episode until the end of time. Oh, please <laughs> throw that meteor down quick. <laughs> Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com. <laughs>